You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 471. So the first point is this. We always understand the value of diversity. And we have really grown into what I would call a three-legged stool approach when it comes to running a wholesale company and not relying on one stream of revenue. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. I am your host, Chris Arnold. And man, this is going to be a very unique podcast, something uh, different than you guys haven't heard normally. And uh, if you're staying tuned, this is what you're going to get. Six months and reflecting with my chief operating officer, Sierra, and our director of disposition, Krista. Man, what a crazy six months it has been from when we launched into January to where we're at now. And we wanted just to kind of have a discussion and let you guys listen in on some of the things that we've learned, things we've been forced to change, that all of a sudden we are grateful that we changed because what we thought was a temporary shift have now really enlightened us to things that we want to continue to do permanently. Other things are tools um, that we came across that we found to be valuable um, and are going to continue to use. So really, it's kind of like, wow, what did we learn in six months? And if you have the right mindset around the past six months or any challenge or struggle in life, you realize, man, you're going to learn a lot through pain. You're going to learn a lot through challenge. And uh, I know Sierra and Krista can agree. We have learned a lot in the last six months about our business and about ourselves. So let's jump in. Let's get to the meat. Let's kind of hit the five kind of things we learned. And uh, Sierra, Krista, I'm just going to have a discussion with you guys and really just kind of hit some of these main points. So the first point is this. We always understand the value of diversity. And we have really grown into what I would call a three-legged stool approach when it comes to running a wholesale company and not relying on one stream of revenue. And since we've gone through what we have gone through, man, we are grateful. We've seen the value in having three streams. And so, Sierra, what am I talking about? What is the three-legged stool of revenue that we've really built our model on to make it much more stable? Yeah. Um, first is, you know, definitely that direct to seller piece, that cash offer, regular wholesale. We're always going to do that. We always push for that. But what we've seen is there's, there's two other options on the table when it comes to converting these leads. One is definitely the retail side. This is something that we've kind of dabbled in in the past. We've kind of touched, but we really haven't put a lot of focus on it. That's, that's really changed right now. So we are able to take these leads and push for that cash offer for that retail. Another piece of that three-legged stool is the direct-to-investor, actually partnering with other investors and pushing the co-wholesale model. 
So again, we're able to bring in multiple streams of income. And so when things do happen in our world, like COVID or other things like that, we can rely on each of these streams differently. And so we're setting ourselves up for a much more successful year. Okay. So let's break this down, particularly if you're newer, uh, some of this language, you're like, okay, so what are we talking about? So let's hit each of those points. So we define direct to seller as anything you're doing to market directly to a seller to try to get an opportunity of an investment deal to wholesale, fix and flip, et cetera. So when we say direct to seller, that's including Sierra Wright methodologies like cold calling or ringless voicemail or texting or driving for dollars. It's any method you use to go directly to the seller, correct? Yes. Yeah. And so if you're listening, that's one way and you're probably going, well, yeah, I do a lot of direct to seller. That's actually all of my business, but I haven't really thought much about these other two. And what we want to challenge you on is as you're growing, realize that direct to seller is good, but it's not completely diverse. It's kind of having all of your eggs in one basket. So let's talk about the retail side that you just hit on. We're defining retail as when you go after and market direct to seller, some of those people call in Sierra and they don't want to go cash. They want to list their property, right? Exactly. They're looking for something that we just can't do on the cash side. You know, either they're not in a situation where they can take a cash offer because of, you know, it's typically a lower price point. They need market value. They need to move. And so before we, we kind of ran a referral process where we kind of pushed those out. Now we're really honing in on them and we're having our acquisition managers push to get that listing as well. Yeah. So what we're communicating to you guys is you have two options on this when it comes to the revenue. And that is either one, you can be licensed. Maybe you're listing and you are, or bring in someone that's licensed, et cetera, convert those internally to listings and get that commission, or at least at minimum, you can refer this out. But what we're saying is, you know, when you have a challenging situation, like we just did, the retail side's important. And Sierra, this is what's interesting six months in reflecting, how strong is the retail listing side right now in comparison to normal? It's completely turned around. <laughs> so we were having a couple, you know, a listing here, a listing there at the beginning of the year. Um, even last year, it just wasn't, it wasn't a big thing. But right now what we're seeing is, is people want to move. They don't necessarily, again, want to go for that cash offer, but they still had plans before all this, where they now have decided that they want to move out of state or, you know, there's so many different situations there. So I would say that where we were getting one or two listings a month, we're now getting seven, eight, nine listings a month, just off of our regular marketing stream that we would do to get those cash sellers. So it's no more money that we're putting into the system to get these retail leads. It's just turning into more profit on the other end. Yeah, absolutely. And again, what we're saying is these are just the leads that we're generating on the cash offer side that we're flipping to retail. And so it's interesting. I would not have thought, you know, going through what we did with the current environment that retail would come out as strong as it did, but man, it kicked into gear. And man, we're grateful that we have that additional revenue. And let's put some math around that. If you're listening, you're like, okay, you took seven listings. Well, if our average sales price, you know, in Dallas is, you know, 250,000, that's 7,500 at 6% commission. Again, we're going to take half of that, right? So we'll just call it, you know, around 3500. Well, that's just right there an additional, you know, 20 to $25,000 in profit 
for not doing anything additional on the marketing side that we're able to kick to the bottom line in a matter of uh, 30 to 60 days. That's amazing. And then lastly, direct to investor. Again, if you're new, what we're saying there is you want to look at partnering with other investors that have deals and maybe you've got a good buyer's list, a strong buyer's list, and the other person doesn't. And so what we're talking about with this situation is creating a partnership where you do something like a 50-50 split and you help that person market and sell that property to the other side, being the cash buyer. And so that's a really important piece for us as well. And here's the great thing. As more competition comes in the wholesaling world, the more competition there is, the more opportunity there is for JVs. Whereas on the direct-to-seller side, there's more competition with the seller that can actually challenge the business. So, man, we want to nail that point because I think that that was a a really big one on the three-legged stool. And so, man, what we challenge you to do is think about is most importantly, do you have more than one revenue? stream in your wholesaling business. Let's go to number two. There's no doubt, Krista, that we had to move over to a virtual showing process. We had to maintain social distancing, right? So the question is, what did we do? And like, how has this changed our thinking? Are we now like changing the way that we do showing processes, both with sellers and particularly our cash buyers? Like what happened? Well, we originally, you know, we always try and pivot when we have a situation. So we jumped on doing the virtual showing and then we're like, well, this works really well and our buyers like it and we're selling properties before the showing. So people are able to feel like they've walked the property. They feel confident to put in a sight unseen bid and we're selling for over asking price. It has been a great tool to drive up our revenue and something we'll continue to do. While we were trying to just fix a problem for the situation we had, now we have a really strong marketing tool that we maybe we wouldn't have jumped on as quickly if we weren't forced to by the current environment. And would you say you're surprised that how much you know COVID-19 shifted people's behavior to be willing to do more sight unseen? Like, would you ever think that that would continue that we'd be selling property sight unseen at the level we are versus always having to get people in to see the house? I think it's really changed the industry because, you know, people are worried about going out and interacting with others. So they've adapted their business as well. And just being able to, you know, go through those five to eight minute videos bit by bit, I think it's changed the buyer's business and how they're looking to participate. I think they're seeing that they don't have to go. They don't have to meet strangers. They don't have to fight with dogs or weird tenants. They can do all of their fact gathering and make their estimates based on the information we're giving them on our website in our flyer. Yeah. Here's the analogy I think I'd give to that, Chris. It's like when we first started to convince, particularly tech did, people to buy clothes online. Or to shop on. You remember this, right? It's like, really, you're going to buy a pair of shoes online without going to the store? But we understand Amazon. We realize now people don't want to leave the house. Amazon has crushed retail industry as a whole. And so I think the thing that's happened is we've ramped this up too now in the mindset that it's similar where people are now more comfortable making decisions about real estate without needing to do it. Fundamentally, what we're saying is to make those decisions online, just like we make decisions now online with Amazon. Is that kind of the analogy of like 
what is starting to shift that the real estate is following behind that that model of, of Amazon and everything going online? Yes, and it, I think it's also the fact you know if you drive through the Metroplex, you have commute times, traffic, whatever. Now they can view if we have five properties with videos, they see five properties in less than thirty minutes <laughs> without so, ever leaving their house, which is great. Yeah, and. Yeah. You know, they see more properties, they buy more properties. It is that Amazon mentality, buy it online and get it as quickly as possible. So it's going to be interesting. Again, we know behavior is shift. We, we're not saying we know to what extent, but what we're saying is we're starting to see some indicators that this is direction that things are starting to go, which is great. Now, Sierra, real quickly, if you'll touch, I know that in order to support that process, we needed a new tool which was active campaign. We were using a different system to blast out via email, which was Git response. Some people might be using constant contact or something along those lines. Talk real quickly about active campaign and, and that tool being really a lifesaver for us. Yeah, I was actually just, just going to bring that up. That and uh, another piece of this. So with active campaign, the reason we even decided to look for another system is this virtual showing process, to be completely honest with you. We were trying to embed videos. Well, I was trying to embed videos and increase our buyers list. And it was just a disaster in the other system we were in. So when I was looking for a new system to replace that one, those were two pieces in the back of my head that I had to find something that was going to allow us to embed videos and import a bulk list. And Active Campaign was that thing. So it has given us the ability to embed those videos without them having our potential buyers, without them having to click through multiple tabs just to get to a video on YouTube. This way, they can click it right in their email. We just quickly put the video in the the template and it's done. They click it, they can view it. And it also gives us the ability to put in like offer buttons and things like that. So it really does create a full virtual process. They don't even have to pick up the phone to call Krista to ask her about a property. They can click a button, they could submit an offer, they can do multiple things just through that one email. So that was definitely a huge piece of that virtual showing process. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll throw that in the show notes if you're interested, the link on that. And again, we set up a deal with them once we started using them and we liked them. People always ask us, hey, can you give me some type of promo on that? So the deal is they do a free migration with the link that we'll add, which is meaning they'll take the time to go into whatever system you're using at no cost and they'll put that over into the new system, which if you know is really honestly a pain in the ass to do. And so that's a valuable piece that we're able to get them to do for anyone that's interested in active campaign. So let's move on to kind of the next thing. And again, I, this was another really interesting tool that we came across, Rehab Estimator Pro. Fundamentally, what this is was a piece of tech that allows you within 13 minutes to be able to determine the repair amounts on a property. And we know that the two things you have to get right on a deal in order to make money and not lose money is the after repair value and the uh, rehab amount. You get one of those two things wrong, you're in trouble. So Rehab Estimator Pro is good for that. But what we want to talk about is why it became valuable even more, particularly through what we went through. So Krista, what happened with Rehab Estimator Pro and, and why was that valuable to us as we're kind of reflecting over the last six months? That's one of the programs that we can share with the buyers. And it goes back to that sight unseen. They can use that. We can talk them through it and show them what the rehab costs are going to be 
within quite a narrow margin. So they're feeling better about making those sight unseen offers and using that submit button to get us those offers quickly. Yeah. So fundamentally, the cool thing about that is if I'm going to buy a house sight unseen, it's one thing to show me the video. But what we're finding valuable with Rehab Estimator Pro is that we can also show them the repairs with a trusted system. Because what Rehab Estimator Pro goal is to be the MLS, just like the MLS is that for nationwide for the after repair value, Rehab Estimator Pro is trying to be the system nationwide for how we determine uh, the value of a property from a repair standpoint that we all agree on so that everyone's not all over the map. So what, what are you seeing on that? It's easy for people to use. And again, it's based on local zip codes. So it's not just me throwing out a number. Oh, it's going to be $20,000 in rehab. And telling them that they need to figure out what that rehab is going to be. But we can go in and say, okay, you're going to put granite countertops. You're going to upgrade the bathrooms. It's going to cost this and this and this, and they have exact numbers, dependable numbers. Yeah. And uh, again, I think it's valuable. It's something I wish I had in the beginning, Krista. I know it's so useful for us now, just being where we're at in our business. But I know for me personally, like in the beginning, when I was new, I had a lot of insecurity around figuring out repairs on a property. To be honest, I honestly still do because that's not my strength. (laughs) I'm I'm not an engineer type mindset. I don't even like to fix things around my house. My wife does a better job than I do. So a tool like Rehab Estimator Pro is really good if it's something that's not your strength. It just simplifies. But it also helps for those new people who don't know exactly what they should be paying because it's based on averages for your zip code. So less chance of some guy coming in and saying, oh, this is going to be $40,000, but Rehab Pro can show you that maybe the cost really should be more 22 to 25. So it helps the new person as well. And we'll throw that in the show notes as well. Um, Been a great tool for us. Again, we love to pass on any tools that have been good. We love tech. It's what makes our life more efficient for sure. So uh, rehabestimatorpro.com. And again, we have a promo code for uh, 70% off a month on that, which is REI Radio, one word, uh, case sensitive. And that literally gets you 70% off per month moving forward, which is a heck of a deal. It like, takes it from like 97 bucks down to like $29.99, which is a no-brainer. It's super cheap. So let's go to this intake specialist. This is a really interesting thing that we were reflecting on and, and grateful that we had. If you're hearing that, Phrase for the first time, we define an intake specialist as someone that works for you, that their main responsibility is to build your cash buyers list. So think of it this way. If you're listening, you feel like you're probably responsible for building that right now. But imagine that you continue to build it, but then you also hired somebody and their job was to grow that list, both from a quality and quantity standpoint at a faster rate than you could ever do on your own. That's what an intake specialist does. And we have a couple intake specialists in our company. That's one of the reasons why we have one of the stronger cash buyers list in Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, And of course, if you ever have a deal, let us know. We can help you move it. But what I would say on the cash buyers list, when I get a call from someone that's new and they're like, Chris, what are a couple of the most important things I need to start with? I always say, man, you got to find a good marketing channel to get up and going. 
and stick with that and get it working. And number two, you better start building your cash buyers list immediately. Because in the end, that thing is going to make you a lot of money. So Sierra, talk to us about why the intake specialist. Again, it's, it's a great hire to have, but why did it become so important with what we experienced over the last six months? Yeah, I think that we've put a lot of focus in the past on just really beefing up our buyers list and making it a solid list. So, you know, if we had somebody that wasn't really moving or, or purchasing from us, we weren't focusing so much on them in the past because we had a VIP list that was just so strong. These are our targeted buyers that, that really just, you know, they're communicating with Krista daily to get our properties. But when we saw COVID happen, what we saw is our, our VIP list, they started to get a little bit more reserved. They decided to kind of back away and see what's going to happen within this market. And so we had properties that we need to get rid of and we needed to switch our focus and broaden it a bit. And so with our intake manager, what we were able to do is build this massive list of investors in DFW. And whereas before we were focused more on our VIP list, we were able to jump into that broad list and move properties just as fast as we had been doing in the past through our VIP list. So we are still basically, she scrubs Facebook, she goes through bigger pockets, you know, multiple things she's focused on, just grabbing people that raise their hand and say, I'm buying, I want on your list. But we've been able to grow that list by, I think it's like 15,000 just on the non-targeted list. So she's put so much time and energy, but we've been able to move these properties faster because of it. We've been able to reach a broader audience, an audience that we really weren't targeting before, but it's allowed us to move the properties we need to, to move in the time frame we need to move them. And if somebody's listening and go, that sounds really cool. What's the hourly rate for an intake specialist? Where would you start somebody and are they stateside? Do you get them internationally? Like give some practicals. Where, where would you find one? Someone's like, you know what? That's a great idea. Give me kind of the first three or four steps on what I need to understand to get an intake specialist in my company. I think the most important thing is you need somebody that just can research and scrub. There are certain personalities that just do not have it in them to sit there and just scrub the internet all day. But, you know, when you find somebody that, that does have that personality, they're really going to make a huge impact. So I would say the first thing is in terms of like wage, I think you can find somebody for around $10 an hour to just go in and put, put their all into it. The other piece is there is some communication with the intake manager. It's not just grabbing email addresses and contact information. There's some communication, like reaching out, calling. That's something that we just started doing is having the intake manager actually call through and ask people, hey, are you interested in being on our list? So they, it can't just be somebody that is just going to put their head down and just pull contact info information. They have to have some type of relationship and ability to build that relationship too. So that's why I'd say $10 is a safe place to be. Um, and then you can move them up from there. But I don't, I don't think you need to spend too much to get them started initially. Yeah. And I would say uh, on average, probably 10 hours a week is probably right where they need to be until they get a, a handle on it. And then you allow them to have some creativity and move their hours up a bit. So let, let me challenge the audience. So if we're talking about $10 at 10 hours a week, we can do the math on that, right? That is not very much per month. That again, roughly comes out to about 400 bucks. So do you think that investing in your cash buyers list, which is literally 
the most important thing and the only real proprietary thing you have in your business because people will come and give you deals to help move if you have a strong enough one worth 400 bucks a month to start investing in that thing. I think it's a no brainer. That, that's just my yeah, opinion. Absolutely. And what amazes me is I don't hardly know anyone um, that actually has intake specialists. And so even if you're newer, that's something if you had a little bit of a budget like $400, that's something you could afford to be able to do. And can you imagine being able to cold wholesale, as we said, go direct to investor faster and not be over there just grinding it out on the phones or whatever you're doing, trying to do deals with sellers, but also start to network with investors and go, by the way, I got a really good buyers list in my city. If you got a deal, let's partner on it 50-50. So I just want to challenge your thinking that you can move over to that cold wholesale side, that direct to investor, JV, whatever you want to call it, much faster if you get to work on the uh, cash buyers list. So some great, great points here. So let me kind of summarize that. Uh, Sierra Krista, I'll kind of stop there on that last point. So there's the three-legged stool we recommend. We're challenging you there to be more diverse. Don't put all of your eggs in one basket when it comes to your investment business. You know, number two, understanding that the virtual showing process and what we went through has been really valuable and that we really have now going to continue selling property sight unseen, you know, continuing to use and capitalize on technology like Active Campaign. Again, Rehab Estimator Pro is a fantastic tool. And of course, the intake specialist to really help build up that cash buyers list. And I'll be honest with you, if you're probably listening, you're not enjoying research. If you're listening, you're probably a visionary and you do not want to grind it away trying to build your intake specialist list. The last thing that I would want to uh, be doing as well. Again, as always, if you want to um, put a face with the name and so forth, go over to our YouTube. Uh, you can uh, find that at Chris Arnold Real Estate. And again, there's always some additional videos and stuff we do over there that don't go on this podcast. So great way to get some free education. And then lastly, again, you guys know that we are massive advocates of radio. Sierra, last six months, and you didn't know I was going to throw this at you. All of the students now that we've helped get on radio, what are a couple of things you've observed about the value of radio or what radio has taught you in the sense of, man, we're grateful we've had that? Like, what have you seen? On, on the REI radio side with our students? Consistency. You know, radio is just consistent. It's just, it, it is. It's just one thing that honestly, when you're targeting, and I've heard this from the students as well, that when you're targeting the demographic that we're typically targeting and the wholesale world and all of that, radio is where they are. And a lot of people hear um, these streaming services and, and these other marketing strategies. That's not really where our, our, our sellers are. Radio really points to where the sellers are that are in pain and need help. And, and it's just consistent. Even when volume drops, the quality of deals are still there. And I, I think that's the most surprising thing we've heard from our students is they expected kind of like a bigger volume, but they didn't realize that it's, it's really quality of the lead versus quantity. And they've started to realize that within weeks of getting started, that their volume not, might not be as, as crazy as like direct mail and these other sources, but the quality of lead is outstanding. These people are calling you. They're ready to move. They're ready to make a decision. They're hotter leads. Um, and it's just consistent. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad we've had radio in place. And I'd love for the students, number one, to see them get up and going and literally how many times have we heard executed 
anywhere from one to three transactions within the first couple of weeks, whether that's like Jay Estrada or Chris White, or I could just keep naming students we had that just got in, got up and started doing deals. And then the other thing I've loved of uh, the window that we've had that radio stations have been so hungry to gain new business that we see students getting prices that we never realized you could go that low. And they're locking those prices in for a year. So this isn't just temporary. And so it's been awesome as our students just got in there. I think there's probably rumors going around the country between all these uh, radio stations like iHeart and Cumulus and like, where are all these students come from and getting these prices and negotiating us down? I'm sure we've made a stir um, out there. Who's made this formula? Where's this formula coming from? I wonder that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've definitely shaken things up out there. So again, we have exclusivity in markets. So again, you need to book a call. Um, We are literally selling out markets um, because we're going to preserve radio and uh, we're not going to let it get oversaturated like everything else has as well. So stop being on the fence. You've heard all of the students talk about the success. Again, I'm being honest. Sierra and Crystal will tell you, radio is without question the best marketing channel we've ever put into place. Without question, nothing's come close to it. So go to um, wholesalinginc.com forward slash REI radio. Again, wholesalinginc.com forward slash REI radio. Book that call, get your market up and going and get a great marketing channel set up for the rest of this year to make the rest of the year a great year for you. Dara, Krista, I enjoyed six months in reflecting. It's been a crazy year. It's been interesting. And uh, I look forward to maybe getting to the end of the year and talking about what has transpired the last six months of the year and what we've learned. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. And to the rest of you guys, thanks for joining us. Until next time, when we add more value, we'll catch you soon. Thanks. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling. 